ओम ज्ञान अदरसरी There is nothing reproachable for shameless creatures. The Lord placed the earth within His sight on the surface of the water and transferred to her His own energy in the form of the ability to float on the water. While the enemy stood looking on, Brahma, the Creator of the universe, extolled the Lord, and the other demigods rained flowers on Him. The demon, who had a wealth of ornaments, bangles, and beautiful golden armor on his body. Chased the Lord from behind with a great mace. The Lord tolerated his piercing ill words, but in order to reply to him, he expressed his terrible anger. The personality of God had said, "Indeed, we are creatures of the jungle, and we are searching after hunting dogs like you. One who is free from the entanglement of death has no fear from the loose talk in which you are indulging, for you are bound up by the laws of death." Certainly, we have stolen the charge of the inhabitants of Rasatala and have lost all shame. Although bitten by your powerful mace, I shall stay here in the water for some time because, having created en- enmity with a powerful enemy, I now have now no place to go. You are supposed to be the commander of many foot soldiers, and now you may take prompt steps to overthrow us. Give up all your foolish talk and wipe out the cares of your kith and kin by slaying us. One may be proud, yet he does not deserve a seat in an assembly if he fails to fulfil his promised word. Sri Maitreya said, "The demon, being thus challenged by the personality of Godhead, became angry and agitated, and he trembled in anger at the challenged cobra. Hissing indignantly, all his senses shaken by wrath, the demon quickly sprang upon the Lord and dealt him a blow with his powerful mace." The Lord, however, by moving slightly aside, dodged a violent mace blow aimed at his breast by the enemy, just as an accomplished yogi would elude death. The personality of God had now exhibited his anger and rushed to meet the demon, who bit his lip in rage, took up his mace again, and began to repeatedly brandish it about. Then, with his mace, the Lord struck the enemy on the right of his brow. But since the demon was expert in fighting, O gentle Vidura. He protected himself by a maneuver of his own mace. In this way, the demon Haryaksha and the Lord, the personality of Godhead, struck each other with their huge maces, each enraged and seeking his own victory. There was keen rivalry between the two combatants. Both had sustained injuries on their bodies from the blows of each other's pointed maces, and each grew more and more enraged at the smell of blood on his person. In their eagerness to win, they performed maneuvers of various kinds, 
and their contest looked like an encounter between two forceful bulls for the sake of a cow. O descendant of Kuru, Brahma, the most independent demigod of the universe, accompanied by his followers, came to see the terrible fight for the sake of the world between the demon and the personality of Godhead, who appeared in the form of a ball. After arriving at the place of combat, Rama, the leader of thousands of sages and transcendentalists, saw the demon who had attained such unprecedented power that no one could fight with him. Rama then addressed Narayana, who was assuming the form of a boar for the first time. This demon has proved to be a constant pinprick to demigods, the brahmanas, the cows, and innocent persons who are spotless and always dependent upon worshipping your Lord's feet. He has become a source of fear by unnecessarily harassing them. Since he has obtained a boon from me, he has become a demon, always searching for a proper combatant, wandering all over the universe with his infamous purpose. Lord Brahma continued, My dear Lord, there is no need to play with this serpentine demon, who is always very skilled in conjuring tricks at his arrogance self-sufficient and most wicked. Brahma continued, My dear Lord, you are in power. Please kill this sinful demon before the demoniac hour arrives and he presents another formidable approach favorable to him. You can kill him by your internal potency without doubt. My Lord, the darkest evening which covers the world is fast approaching. Since you are the soul of all souls, can you kill him? Bring victory to the demigods. The auspicious period known as Abhijit, which is most opportune for victory, commenced at midday and has all but passed. Therefore, in the interest of your friends, please dispose of this formidable foe quickly. This demon, luckily for us, has come of his own accord to you, is death ordained by you, therefore, exhibiting your ways, kill him in the jewel and establish the world in peace. Chapter 19. Killing of the demon Hiranyaksha. She might turn herself. After hearing the words of Brahma, the Creator, which were free from all sinful purposes and as sweet as nectar, the Lord heartily laughed and accepted his prayer with a glance laden with love. The Lord, who had appeared from the nostril of Brahma, sprang and laid his face at the chin of his enemy, to the Hiranyaksha demon, who was stalking fearlessly before him. Struck by the demon's mace, however, the Lord's mace slipped from his hand and looked splendid as it fell down whirling. This was miraculous, for the weight mace was blazing wonderfully. Even though the demon had an excellent opportunity to strike his unarmed foe, with, foe without obstruction, he respected the law of single combat, thereby kindling the fury of the Supreme Lord. As the Lord's mace fell to the ground and a cry of alarm arose from the witnessing crowds of gods and rishis, the personality of Godhead acknowledged the demon's love of righteousness and therefore invoked his Sudarshan discus. As the discus began to revolve in the Lord's hands and the Lord contended at close quarters with the chief of his Vaikuntha attendants, who had been born as Hiranyaksha, a vile son of Diti, there issued from every direction strange, strange expressions uttered by those who are witnessing the They have no knowledge of the Lord's reality and they cried, 
May victory attend you. Great inspection. Play no more with him. When the demon saw the personality of Godhead, who had eyes just like lotus petals, standing in position before him, after his Sudarshan discus, his senses were overpowered by indignation. He began to hiss like a serpent, and he bit his lip in great resentment. The demon who had fearful tusks stared at the personality of Godhead as though to burn him. Springing into the air, he aimed his mace of the Lord, exclaiming at the same time, You are slain! O Sadie, he told him, while his enemy looked on, the Lord in his born form, the enjoyer of all sacrificial offerings, playfully knocked down the mace with his left foot, even as it came upon him with the force of a tempest. The Lord then said, Take up your weapon and try again, eager as you are to conquer me. Challenged in these words, the demon aimed his mace at the Lord and once more loudly roared. When the Lord saw the mace flying toward him, he stood firmly where he was and caught it with the same ease as Garuda, the king of birds, would seize a serpent. His valor thus frustrated, the great demon felt humiliated and was put out of countenance. He was reluctant to take back the mace when it was offered for honor by the personality of Godhead. He now took a trident, which was as rapacious as a flaming fire, and hurled it against the Lord, the enjoyer of all sacrifices, even as one would use penance for a malevolent purpose against a holy Brahmana. Hurled by the mighty demon with all his strength, the flying trident shone brightly in the sky. The personality of Godhead, however, tore it to pieces with his discus Sudarshan, which had a sharp-edged rim, even as Indra cut off the wing of Garuda. The demon was enraged when his trident was cut to pieces by the discus of the personality of Godhead. He therefore advanced towards the Lord, and roaring aloud, struck his hard fist against the Lord's broad chest which bore the mark of Srivatsa. Then he went out of sight. Hit in this manner by the demon of Yudhoda, the Lord, who had appeared as the first war, did not feel the least quaking in any part of his body, any more than an elephant would when struck with a wreath of flowers. The demon, however, has fought many conjuring tricks against the personality of Godhead, who is the Lord of Yoga Maya. At the sight of this, the people were filled with alarm, and thought that the dissolution of the universe was near. Fierce winds began to blow from all directions, spreading darkness occasioned by dust and hailstones. Stones came in volleys from every corner, as if thrown by machine guns. The luminaries in outer space disappeared due to the skies being overcast with masses of clouds, which were accompanied by lightning and thunder. The sky rain, pus, hair, blood, stool, urine, and bones. O sinless Vidura, mountains discharge weapons of various kinds, and naked demonesses armed with tridents appear with their hair hanging loose. Cruel and savage slogans were uttered by hosts of ruffians and yakshas and rakshasas, who all either marched on foot or rode on horses, elephants, or chariots. The Lord, the personal enjoyer of all sacrifices, now discharged his beloved Sudarshan, which was capable of dispersing the magical forces 
displayed by the demon. At that very moment, a shudder suddenly ran through the heart of Diti, the mother of Hiranyaksha. She recalled the words of her husband, Kajal, and blood flowed from her breast. When the demon saw his magic forces dispelled, he once again came in the presence of the personality of Godhead, Keshava, and full of rage tried to embrace him within his arms to crush him. But to his great amazement, he found the Lord standing outside the circle of his arms. The demon now began to strike the Lord with his hard fists, but Lord had Bhokshaja slapped him in the root of the ear, just as Indra, the Lord of the Murders, hit the demon Vritra. Vritra. Though struck indifferently by the Lord, the conqueror of all, the demon's body began to wheel. His eyeballs bulged out of their sockets, his arms and legs broken, and the hair on his head scattered. He fell down dead, like a gigantic tree, gigantic tree uprooted by the wind. Aja, Dhamma, and others arrived on the spot to see the fearfully touched demon lying on the ground, biting his lip. The glow of his face was yet unfaded. And Brahma admiringly said, Oh, who could meet such blessed death? Brahma continued, He was struck by a forefather of the Lord, whom yogis seeking freedom from their unreal material bodies meditate upon in seclusion in mystic trance. While gazing on his countenance, this crestule of Diti's sons has cast off his mortal coil. These two personal assistants of the Supreme Lord, having been cursed, have been destined to take birth in demoniac families. After a few such births, they will return to their own positions. The demigods address the Lord. All of these is up to you. You are the enjoyer of all sacrifices, and you have assumed the form of a war in pure goodness for the purpose of maintaining the world. Fortunately for us, this demon, who are the torment of the world, has been slain by you, and we too, O Lord, are now at ease in devotion to your lotus feet. She might pray continue. After thus killing the most formidable demon in the Yaksha, the Supreme Lord Hari, the origin of the four species, returned to his own abode, where there was an always an uninterrupted festival. The Lord was praised by all the demigods, Headed by Brahma. My joy continued. My dear Nura, I have explained to you the personality of Godhead's coming down as the first born incarnation and killing in a great fight a demon of unprecedented prowess as if he were just a plaything. This has been narrated by me as I heard it from my predecessor, spiritual master. Sri Sutra Swami continued. My dear Brahma, Shaka, Vidur. The great devotee of the Lord achieved transcendental bliss by hearing the narration of the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from the authoritative source of the sage Koshara Maitreya. And he was very pleased. What to speak of hearing the pastimes of the Lord and test this large Shiva's People may take transcendental pleasure even in hearing of the works and deeds of the devotees, whose fame is immortal. 
The personality of Godhead is in the king of the elephants who is attacked by an alligator and who meditates upon the lotus feet of the Lord. At that time, the female elephants who accompanied him were crying and the Lord saved them from the impending danger. What grateful soul is there who would not render his loving service to such a great master as the personality of Godhead? The Lord can, easily, can be easily pleased by spotless devotees who resort exclusively to him for protection, though the unrighteous man finds it difficult to appreciate. O Brahmanas, anyone who hears chants or takes pleasure in the wonderful narration of the killing of the Hiranyaksha demon by the Lord, who appeared as he first born in order to deliver the world, is at once relieved of the results of sinful activities even the killing of a Brahmana. The most, this most sacred narrative confers extraordinary merit, wealth, fame, longevity, and all the objects of one's desire. On the field of the battle it promotes the strength of one's vital organs and organs of action. One who listens to it at the last moment of his life is transferred to the supreme abode of the Lord, O dear Shonara. Jai Maharaja Bhagavan Ki Jai. Any question about this? That is a special case because he wanted to fight. They came for savor. Fighting Savior. But it also shows that even if one is in Vaikuntha, but if we offend Vaisha, we can fall down. So it's a warning for us. We shouldn't offend Vaisha. Very dangerous. Anything else? Jai Hare Krishna. Take Radishi Prasad. Namo Rajaya Prahade. Hare Krishna. Prahade Bhavan Ki Jai. Shriman Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shri Lopu